I just ate a bunch of chicken that accidentally got left out for two hours. Oh no, she just disappeared. That is insane. So I ate uh, chicken that I had picked up at PCC in Bothell on my way back at like four three thirty, and then drove Today? home. Yeah, and I meant to put it in the fridge when I went to my dad's for dinner, and then I didn't. I left it on the counter, and so my roommates thought I was setting it out to de-thaw, so they didn't put it away. <laughs> and then mm. I get home, still a little chilled. But and they were like, oh, you're going to eat that? And I was like, I'm not touching any of those. And I was like, it's going to be fine once I put it in the air fryer. It's not like hot or anything. And it was already out in an it open, was... open chilled area. It wasn't in a freezer or fridge or anything at the store. It was previously cooked or no. still, still raw? Raw. Okay. So it, at least, as long as it was sealed, you should be fine. It was sealed the whole, t- the whole time. But um, yeah, it, yeah, it tasted fine. Um, uh, and, uh, then I joked, I was like, Oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. And they're like, oh. and then my friend was, Matt was eating one. He's like, no, no, <laughs> puts it down. I was like, no, it's not, not going to be an instant thing. But Matt's like, how funny would it be if you gave yourself salmonella right before you get on a flight the next, <laughs> the next day? I was like, uh, I'm just, it's going to be fine. I feel great. Oh, you got your um, new, sorry. you got your new I'm arm. Adjusting. Yeah, it's not. As, uh... um, when I was saying you got a new arm, I didn't mean like you had one like amputated or had some a bionicle yeah, arm. Had a third arm and your back added so you could scratch your own back. <laughs> but be amazing. Just like a dolphin, like the dolphin fin, but instead of that, it's just a little arm that flaps around. So if you're swimming in, in the ocean, it's just up in the air, just going around. It looks like someone's drowning, but your other arms are dorful. fine. Dorful. A dorful arm. Yeah. Is it dorsal or yeah. dorful? Ah, dang it. Dorsal. Is it dorsal? Okay. Dude, this always happens. I get like 90% there and then you come in and with the right word. <laughs> dorsal fin. Hold on. That's a good band name. We're looking for new band names. Dorsal fin <laughs> band. Um, well, I did the same with my blood. It's like... It's like I know what words sound like, but I don't know words. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're in the neighborhood. I messed up my blood pressure medication <laughs> name today. I was like, uh, hydrochlorothiazide. Whoa, not chloroform. Not chloroform. Hydrochlorothiazide yeah. is one of them. But I was like, is that right? And and my roommate Carly was like, you should probably know your medication names. I was like, no, I do, but I just added a new one, and now I'm trying to remember all these names. So that was funny, but yeah, uh, tripping over words. It's like that Stone Temple Pilot mm-hmm. song, tripping on a hole in a paper heart, but tripping over words in a paper. Only you know it, baby. You don't know it? <laughs> no, of course not. You know Stone Temple Pilots, though. Um, is that the guy who's like a strawberry blonde? Scott Weiland. Yeah. 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 You You know of, you know of them. Yeah. Their name uh, was yeah. something a lot worse, and then they just called their band STP as an acronym, and then they had to change it for the record label to Stone Temple Pilots to like match it up, which I think is a great name. What was it before? I don't remember, but it um, the P is kind of like um, 
what you might guess it might be. Poop. Mm -mm. It's like a cat. Yeah. Something. It was like, it was like a, <laughs> yeah, like I know. It's like a late, <laughs> it was like a, it's like a lady's name with that at the end was the, the original oh. name. I, I read it somewhere recently on like some fact that popped up about them, but Stone Temple Pilots, great name. And they're still touring and doing stuff. It was, weirdly enough, they did an album with uh, Chester uh, Bennington uh, from Lincoln Park, lead singer, the okay. screamer of Lincoln Park and singer. Oh, he passed away now? Yeah. Yeah, he did a few years ago. Um, and so both their singers on different out, and he sounded great on the album with them, but they've lost two singers and they have someone else now singing with them. That's like kind of a close match to Scott Weiland, but no one can really get to that same epic epicness of his, uh, vocal and stuff too. Are you all right? <laughs> You're like looking around. Yeah. I dropped a, I was guiding, I'm eating popcorn and I guided Sammy to a kernel that I dropped. She probably loved it with my foot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, so she's eating foot food. Is this going to be um, distracting? The eating? It's going to be really, it's going to come through really strong, the chewing in the mic, for sure. So I would say maybe, maybe just a few more minutes. <laughs> a few more, a few more <laughs> Thank hours. You. Thank you. Chewing. Enjoy. Keep going. No problem. It's going to make people want popcorn. So my brother and I went and saw Stone Double Pilots in 2008 when they reunited at, um, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, and he said to say hi. I just talked to him on the phone. I was like, I gotta get going. Oh, we really? gotta start podcasting. He's like, All right, hi, tell Jeff. Dolly hi. Um, so he'll be he'll oh, be nice. listening in. Uh, we call I called him the night when I was at my dad's because my dad was like extra talkative and like wide uh -huh. awake. So it was like Howl. Howl. Yep. So it was really shout out, Howl. Shout out, Dad. He's listening. <laughs> <laughs> he'll listen if I put it yeah. on. Um dude, his name is so sick, dude. Howell. It's so cool. James Howell yeah. Johnson the third. Yeah. That's great. Solid. And the fact that yeah. his dad and his grandpa were James Howell also. That's cool. Um, and he was like just extra like alert, looking at me, watching wherever I was walking, wanting to hang out. And then I was like, oh, it's always right before I go on a trip that he's like all like extra awake and alert. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I'll see you soon. He's like, okay, sounds good. And I was like, dang, and I don't want to leave now. I want to be here all week. Because um, then he's like alert and all that stuff too. Uh, but I was like, oh, I'll call you on the trip and let you know how it's going and this and that. And so we were calling my brother to like connect when we're all there. But I swear, like, his phone's on silent or he never gets the calls on time. But they were actually at a dinner. So that's legit. Oh. So then, then he just called me back. And I was like, well, I was calling <laughs> you and I was with dad. But that's fine. Don't <laughs> even worry about it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So he can call. He can, he can do his own call. He's a grown adult. Mm -hmm. brought, brought a bunch of puddings and uh, insurers over. All the good stuff. But Nice. What kind of pudding? Chocolate or Chocolate vanilla? Chocolate and vanilla. There's a layer of vanilla in the oh, middle. Oh, a swirl. Yeah, it's the snack pack. Dang. It's so good. And then occasionally I'll, uh, what I do is when I open them up for them, I'm like, well, let me taste the lid and make sure it's good. I'm like, yep, really good. <laughs> You're going to love this. And then spoon. Yeah. Then he gets all, all, his, all his stuff. So they give him clam. What is pudding? What is it? Is it? Yeah, is it? Um, like milk cultures? Cream-based? Like a... Is it one of those like that you fold over, guys? Like fold over, it, as in uh, the show, or is it like gelatin? Show that they were folding food and didn't know what they were doing. Uh, it's not yeah, gelatin. Uh, it's it's a uh, creek. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then he's like uh, folded. He's like folded. He's like, I fold, don't know. I don't, how about you fold? He's like, well, you're supposed to do it. 
I want you to do it. Yeah. You don't know what it is. Do too. That's a great. I bet you it's heavy whipping cream mm-hmm. and like uh, egg whites that you just, and then uh, chocolate. And just, and then you just go, sugar. Let <laughs> me just throw like five tablespoons of sugar in. Call it good. I mean, these yeah, are really small. So the amount you're you're getting is like five bites. So it's pretty good. But they have the the jumbo size. And I'm like, I'm not graduating to that. We'll keep the small ones going. Um, but I want to make sure, you know, there's one per day, basically down the line set up. And I'm gone eight days. So it should be great. Did you ever watch Air Bud? Yeah. Which one? Two or three? The first one. One. I did. I did see the first one. That for, the first one's sad, but the pudding, he sets out the puddings and that's how he ca- captures the dog. He sets an the open kid. pudding and the dog. Like... Yeah, he's like playing. I forget how the story set up. I think it's like he moves into town and he's an outsider and he go, he really loves basketball and he finds this like public court and he goes and plays and then he hears something like rustling in the bushes and it's Air Bud. It's the dog. It's the dog. And is the dog good at basketball like, yet? Or yet, or no? No, not yet. Well, maybe, but how did, they're not I forget. Yet. They don't know. It's been so long. I forget how the dog, how they even figure out that the dog's good at basketball. Because the they befriend the kid befriends him with the pudding. He like sets out puddings to like so that there's like trust. Mm-hmm. And then and then he's playing basketball, and then the freaking dog like headbutts it into the the hoop. Oh. And then he's like, we could do this again and again. Well, no, uh, no, he becomes the like team mascot. And then I don't, I don't remember how he actually ends up on the team. Like if there's a kid that gets out or I know that the coach, the coach line is crazy. You mean the, how, the like, actors? after a game? Uh, no, the characters, the, oh, so the kid ends up like after a basketball game or something the kid ends up coming back to the gym and the coach is throwing basketballs at a kid that missed um a throw wow and he's just like nailing this kid with basketballs and the kid's like crying it's a redhead it's a redheaded kid and he's crying is he and then is so it's child abuse Basically, and it was cool. Yeah, it was sure. cool in the '90s or the 2000s to show it, but now they're like they wouldn't put that in the film. Yeah, there's all kinds of abuse. the uh, The Airbuds owner is a part time clown, and sounds abusive. He already. used to hit the dog into submission. A part time clown. Um, yeah, and he looks like Mr. Noodle from. If anyone is familiar with um, our friends over at Sesame Street. Mr. Noodle. I don't know Mr. Noodle. Who does the like, uh, it's like Elmo's uh, house, I think, or it's Mr. Noodle's house. I something. got the internet here. He's I'm just like, um, he, uh, they'll be like, yeah, uh, oh, today's guy? letter is oh, S. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah and he little... like shows like, um, like he puts his body in the shape of an S and it's like silly. He's just mm-hmm. silly. Okay. I see it. Yeah. Um, he yeah. looks like him. But that's what the... The clown? Yeah, that's what the clown looks like. <clears throat> Clowns are just no good. And I am I just watched a um, uh, NCIS episode, the Sydney one. And uh, the, the last episode, there's a clown at a party. And they're like, this clown's not even funny. And then it's at the beginning. And I 
I had tried watching it a couple times. I was like, I know it's gonna this guy's gonna kidnap the kid. I just I don't want to even get to that spot. So I kept like switched to something else. Eventually, I'm like, fine, I'll watch it. And yep, they're like, where'd Johnny go? They're Kidnapped singing, him. and they're like, oh, he was going with Mr. Clown or or whatever. Then you see <laughs> it, it drive off, and it's actually one of the t- detectives' kids. So you know, I'm just like, yeah, it's most of the time they don't you don't see their face. They're a little weird. There's probably some nice clowns out there, but a lot of scary stuff. Yeah. The movies make it sound bad. I think I've only interacted with the clown once. And it's right now. No, when I was in, (laughs) um, I was maybe like eight or nine. Our church took us, there was like some celebration at the park. And one of the entertainers was a clown. And then they made us all like go talk to the clown. And that's made you one and only time. Yeah. And was it was it one scary? of those like voluntold. Uh, no, just weird. You know, because they don't talk. They should but respond. But they're very expressive. They should respond to kids. Oh, it's a mime. You had a mime. I think that's what it is. I don't like clowns because the only way that they can talk is through expression or like forcing you to do what they want. Okay, I must have met different different clowns at the memorial. I filmed with the clown. He was talking to the kids and stuff. But a lot of clowns will talk. But the mimes will do like gestures and put themselves in a box and do all that stuff. Yeah, but they look like a clown too. Interesting. But this guy had a nose, so it was a clown. Okay. I mean, it was a girl. Okay, she was like Shelly the clown. Oh something. well, that's actually less scary. Guy clowns are scarier to me, at least. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, which is unfortunate because I feel like there aren't enough, uh, there aren't enough guy like clones. male teachers. Mm-hmm. You know how it's like, it's like teachers for young children are usually women. Yeah. Except for Blippy, the guy from Linwood. Sure. Who... He's not a teacher though. I meant a real, I meant a teacher. I thought you meant just like role models that kids watch online or something that they. No, but that's true though. Blippi's the exception, I guess. Yeah, but but he's but he strange, seems a little right? weird too. Yeah, and and that's another thing. Like, um, our roommate Matt like had a had a top hat for a while and wore the suspenders, and we were like, "You you look just like Blippi." And then I showed a picture of Blippi, and he's like, "No, I don't." He was he was not excited <laughs> about the Blippi reference, but it's it was pretty uncanny at the time with the suspenders look and with the with the little like it's a hat that has a little bill in the front of it yeah it's like a a a newsies Mm -hmm. a newsies hat a newsies hat and it was so funny so funny so and then watching his videos i'm like this guy better have kids or be like he's running around in the ball pit running through the tunnels talking to kids and like hey how are you and everyone's so excited i'm like what do the parents think of this full-grown guy running around talking to all the kids and uh everyone loves him he's great oh so and he's now I mean, it's pretty genius though oh it is like kids content yeah yeah i've thought about it a lot i'm like man if you just figured out one thing that would be really like i mean you don't there's kids will watch videos because my friends kids will watch them of a dad and his son playing with cars and driving around and jumping them off stuff and doing stuff it's like kid content is so basic you don't have to even think. It's yeah. like, if you think Dude, it's dumb, just lock yourself, film it. With, just lock yourself in your studio and film stuff. Film, be like, here's just little uh, hot, hot wheels, cars me? driving along. Oh, accident. And you just have voiceover yeah. on it and put some music. You get millions of views. And I was like, the dumbest mm-hmm. thing you could think of filming 
is going to make you more money than doing any normal job ever. Yeah. Look up, uh, you should buy like secondhand those, um, those like hot wheel, um, tracks. Yeah. The loops. Yeah. And then try to do like little set designs. That's a um, lot of, with wow. like you know those like miniature whatever but then you can just get new toys to get th- to go through the same tracks so like someone's like really hey are. let's check out the studio space and you're like what are all the let's <laughs> just like giant mountain of children's toys yeah. and different <gasps> sets dude hold on so you i honestly eric i think you're set up for this and i'm not joking okay you have that screen project the footage the like landscape footage that you shoot do the the track stuff and then you can change what the background looks like every time you film one of these videos shoot the the what do you say the background footage yeah your um your landscape footage that you shoot like hawaii or uh-huh. when you go to whatever yeah um you can still do the the like hot wheel track or whatever or like little set design with like those miniature trees and whatever mm-hmm. and then it's the toy so like every toy you can essentially have a new setting because you you have that footage yeah it's does just, that make sense yeah no that totally makes sense i'm just like what am i um am i going to be excited about doing that content and that's where i have to like kind of enjoy it. that's why i thought like the poop suit would be funny the poop emoji suit because i could like mm-hmm be on a green screen or doing something and it's like interacting with different videos really honestly that big screen with the poop suit would be great because then i could like have things going on and being like whoa and watching reaction videos of other people's content <laughs> it's the poop, poop suit guy reacting to other content that's very popular and it's a reaction video yeah. and i don't have to make any content because i'm being like and in slow slower speed my part up so it's helium like so it's a higher voice <laughs> that would be so there's there's so many things it's like finding i think it's finding the time to do any of those things and that's where like you kind of just have to prioritize it until you get it yeah um i'm glad you brought up i mean we've brought up poop twice now mm-hmm. now three times yeah in this podcast it's the best i the worst as a person as an adult i am done talking about poo poo and pee pee poo poo pee 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 poo poo yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're done yeah i'm done i think because i are think you sure I, I, like, it's gonna come up i again. think there's just funnier things to talk about there is but what's the thing that's always funny to come back to fart jokes exactly always always but i'm i'm done this is my this is your last time public announcement so if you ever if you yeah. ever make a joke <laughs> again that's like bodily function related i will remind you yeah. of this moment okay that's a sad with, moment. I want to have like rah, 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 music because you're yeah, signing off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll ever be done. And that's fine. Uh, you'll have to bleep this out. But I think the words, not the act of it, the words, <laughs> my pants, I think is the funniest thing. <laughs> it's, it's I think so it is the funniest funny. thing. I just <laughs> my pants. I know. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so I think that's funny. That but is, but not poop. not actual poo poo pee pee. I don't like that stuff. Well, not the actual thing. It's always the if you had to deal with the actual thing, it's not so funny. 
it's I've right. I've been watching I've been watching the uh Idiot an Idiot Abroad, the Ricky Gervais show again yeah. with Carl Pilkington and uh mm-hmm. watching it with my niece and nephew a little bit and I forgot how um the India episode went because there's a lot of nudity in that one. So okay. we get to India and there's these um, um holy guys that sit out naked and like wrap themselves up with ropes and all kinds of weird stuff and take a pole and twist themselves up and jump around. It's weird, weird stuff. But then I was like, okay, close your eyes, Uh, look away. And I was like, Oh good. good. You're in the kitchen getting food. Great. Great. But the, the uh, amount of just like, just seeing how the other rest of the world like is living and the food that's cooked. And then the bathroom situations are always funny. I'm like, that show lives off all the things that are obscure and weird in different places. And that's what makes it so, so funny at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, so you will always laugh if someone says I just <laughs> messed my it pants. De- it depends on the person. If I know that they're just joking, like not, if it's a le- legitimate thing that happened, it's funny to hear about, but you don't need to see any evidence of it. Or just like bringing it up. I don't think I just want to, I don't know. I just think I'm, I'm done. You're trying you you're like okay this was juvenile now I've graduated. I think so. And I will never be a graduate of that college. I don't think. <laughs> I'm already uh 10 years older and it's still just as funny as it was at the beginning. But yeah, having to change like a baby's diaper not funny or cool at all. No, blowouts, no. forget it. Blowouts. I've heard many blowout stories that are just hilarious. Uh, cuz yeah. I wasn't there. <laughs> that makes the difference. Um but just my two favorite ones. I know mean, you said you're done with it, but this is your last hurrah, so you gotta we gotta get into it a little bit, just for a moment. My two favorite ones are my friend's daughter when she was uh, probably a year old or so. They go to a Chinese restaurant, and she was wearing like a diaper and something else, and there was like one that just boom, shot out of the back of the diaper and landed on the floor. So it's like sitting there, and so they're in a Chinese restaurant. There, it's like, hey, uh, do you have uh, any like? a paper towels or something like oh i'll give you these kitchen towels he's like no no like a paper towel or something because the guy's like oh we can wash them he's like no no he didn't tell him what it was for but they had to like clean up the floor and hope no one saw it and then like you hope there's no smell or something it's like terrible and you're out at dinner you're like what do you what do you do you know those then they were also going they were going in an rv (laughs) with the grandparents and uh they're just starting the trip and then, so they're changing mm-hmm. a dirty diaper and it's sitting out opened on an edge of something and it gets bumped, falls down face first onto the grate, down into the vent. Then oh. that's the vent that like they're going for the weekend and circulates. it circulates yeah. and they can't get to everything. <laughs> so the whole weekend yeah. is just waft, waft, waft. <sighs> and so those are the ones that are like hilarious to hear. In hindsight, you can laugh if you were there because they were laughing but just like brutal in real life. Yeah. And the one oh, moment man. in uh, when Carl goes to India in that second episode, they, he, he's like, Hey Ricky. Cause Ricky's like, we, we want to, we want to make it bad for him. Like, this is my joke to the world. This is my gift to the world to make it just miserable for him. Even mm-hmm. though it's like funny. Cause he's a pessimist and he's curious, but he, they're like, we booked you the honeymoon suite at this nice downtown hotel. Nobody pulls up. He's like, this is, there's a honeymoon suite in here. And he goes in and it's this like heart shaped bed. And they're just like, there's like 
literally a junk storage hall off of the, just you open a cupboard. There's just like junk sitting in this thing. And he's like, he's like, oh, if this is the honeymoon suite, I bet they like ended a lot of marriages quick. They they show up here and she's like, mm. I'm out. And <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Just like the experience. He's like, and it smelled just like, he's like, it smelled terrible, smelled like poop and all this stuff. So he's like, he's like, I'm not staying there tonight. So you see him just walking his bag down the road, just distraught, sitting on the side of the road, stressed, figuring out where mm. he's going to go and stuff. And the funniest, the, I, we only watched three, but in Jordan, he, they tell him he's going to sleep. He's like, you know, why would you want to sleep in the, uh, what's that temple carved into the rock? You know, the, the, um, in Jordan, I yeah. can't remember the name of it, mm -hmm. not sepulcher, something, but it's a, it's, it was an Indiana Jones, um, last crusade where they're going in, to, in there. So he's like, why would you want to live in this big thing and look at it? nothing and it seems like a much better view would be living in staying in a cave across the way and looking over at this so he's just making observations so like so we heard you say that so we're gonna have you stay in this cave tonight across the way he's like i am not sleeping in a cave <laughs> and he's like this is like the worst lowest moment of my life or of this <laughs> this whole experience and then he actually was like oh this cave's really comfortable he's like this honestly was pretty cool i'd do this again so it's just like it's cool to see someone step out out of their boundaries and realize oh it is kind of cool so i i like that's why i like that show like even though he's like going through all these things that are pretty bad you're still like mm -hmm. he actually learns and grows through the process not to, this isn't a reference to say you're going to go back to poop humor ever but just i like that about, the, yeah. about that show <laughs> it's cool my nice. my favorite moment of the show is the eighth episode or seventh where they tell him they're going to call it an idiot abroad. He's like, what? No, call it Carl Pilkington's <laughs> Adventures of the World. Like, no one knows who Carl Pilkington is. He's like, no, but it's yeah. my, he's like, I don't want to sound daft. <laughs> like, dumb. <laughs> and he's just like arguing with Ricky on the phone. It's so good. So that was like waiting until then to tell him that was, was great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. One of my faves. So uh, as far as like travel shows go, because most travel shows are cool, but they're trying to like they even the down to earth one. It's really cool. But it's like they're like getting into like healthy ways of living and this and that. And then this is straight up just like humorous situations, but you still get to see a place. So you're not like getting a health lesson being like, oh, I got to change all these things about my my ways. Look at how good these people are. And I'm not doing any of those mm -hmm. things. So that's what I like. It's a little more lighthearted. Nice. They had three seasons. It was very long ago that I watched any of that. I don't remember. The second season was the bucket list one where they're like, they take him and do things that are on, but he's like, who's bucket list? Not my, not my bucket list. They just picked a bunch of like extreme things that people wanted to do before they died. Like hang upside down on an airplane while strapped to it. <laughs> like a mm. twin prop plane and he's like who wants to do this not me and then he they make him go do all these things so stuff like that and then the third season it didn't go so well it was with warwick davis wait am i saying that right i want to i want to get this right he's a, a little person oh uh he played uh he was in hogwarts he was in, uh, it is warwick uh, davis. harry potter yeah and he also is in uh, willow he's in that too so, uh, but he, uh, Carl and him do not get along and they're, they're doing the Marco Polo trail. And so Carl's constantly like belittling him and talking about his like stature, all these different things. And it, it gets terrible. like, it's real rough. 
Uh, it's real rough. The first yeah. two seasons are much better. That one, I'm just like, you just said. <laughs> He's like, he can't even keep up with me and blah, 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 blah. And all these things are like, oh, so bad. Yeah. So, yeah, don't worry about the third like season. That. But sure. I've basically been doing that more recently. And uh, then I've been Jack Handy's uh, stuff is still high on my list for humor. The great Jack Handy. Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. You know, right? No. Okay, well, I figured this was a good time to... I'm giving credit where credit is due. He was a writer on SNL, and I thought for the longest time, because in in the... Uh, well, let's see. John Candy? No, no. Um, Jack Handy. H-A-N-D-Y. Oh. Deep Thoughts. So he he was on... They had these on SNL, and they would, like, scroll up. the the. It would be like you're reading a teleprompter of the Deep Thought while there's a narrator on it, but it's actually a real guy. I thought it was just all the writers writing together. Um. Here's here's an ex- a few examples of deep thoughts by Jack Handy. Um, oh, he has he has a bunch of books too. He's in his seventies now, but he was a real guy. I gotta find okay the. I should just buy his books probably. Okay, here's the forty one top quotes by uh, Jack Handy. I'm gonna call out random numbers. Oh, okay, yeah, random number. Uh, thirty two. Oh, I got to scroll down a ways. Fine, fine. No, 32. Um, I wonder if the polite thing to do is always the right thing to do. That's a deep thought. Um, I've never heard that one before, though. Six. Six, okay. Um, coming to six here. Six is, with every new sunrise, there is a new chance. But with every sunset, you blew it. <laughs> So those are, that's more the style that I love. The other ones, like, they're usually like something really just hilarious. Yeah. yeah. 17. 17. Okay. 17. Anytime I see someone screech across a room and latch onto someone's neck and the guy screams and tries to get it off, I have to laugh because what is that thing? Oh, anytime I see something <laughs> screech across the room, latch onto someone's neck, and the guy screams and tries to get it off, I have to laugh because what is that thing? Yeah. <laughs> like a horror movie scene. Nice. Those are good. Yeah, I'm I'm trying I wanted to read some of my favorites. So it takes a big man to cry, but it takes a bigger man to laugh at that man. Just um, okay. I'm gonna find my favorites super quick because they they're probably the ones that are near. Oh, but one of my favorites one is like on the other hand, you have different fingers. <laughs> it's just so dumb, but so good. Um, I hope life isn't a big joke because I don't get it. <laughs> uh, this one, uh, some of these I've never heard. Uh, I think the monkeys at the zoo should have a have to wear sunglasses so they can't hypnotize you. Maybe in order, oh, this is one of my favorites. Maybe in order to understand mankind, we should take a look at the word itself. Basically, it's made up of two separate words, mank and eind. What kind of word, <laughs> what do these words mean? It's a mystery. And that's why so is mankind. I'd like to walk a mile in another man's sh- shoes because then I'm a mile away from him and I have his shoes. <laughs> Just the, the the stuff like that. It's like something... I, I wrote like ridiculous thoughts in my Dr. Johnson stories from the jungle to mirror some of these. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase one of them, but he's like, um, 
Every day after school, we'd go and play with Uncle Caveman. It was really fun. He'd occasionally eat one of us. It was only till years later we realized that Uncle Caveman was actually a bear. <laughs> Just <laughs> stuff like stuff like that. So good. Oh, Marta, this is one of my favorites. Marta was upset when I used the word puke, but to me, that's what her cooking tasted like. <laughs> I hope that after I die, people will say say of me. That guy sure owed me a lot of money. <laughs> okay, this is one that I sometimes I'll just every like five months, I'll post one of these on Facebook and then people like post a bunch in the comments. But if you ever drop your keys into a river of molten lava, let them go because man, they're gone. <laughs> but they would just have one or two. It was kind of like the, um, do you remember the SNL TV Funhouse where they had like the ambiguously yeah. gay duo? And they were not ambiguous mm -hmm. at all, but that's, that was the whole point of it. But it was kind of around that era when, the, when these were going on for super ADD or things like that, where you just short attention span, these things are amazing because you're just able to like, you get a moment, you move, you move on. Um, sure. And I would love, and I feel like that's my, my favorite kind of comedy. And then um, my neighbor's girlfriend last night was like, have you ever taken Adderall by chance? And I was like, uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> and she's like, I wonder what it would do, <laughs> what it would do for you. And I was just talking in conversation while eating a, a bowl of chicken noodle soup, you know, whatever with a bunch of, mm -hmm. bunch of friends around in our, cause we just got a new living room set up. So we're like sitting in there hanging out. And then I was like, well, I'm not really thinking I'm going to try. I was like, I probably have ADHD, never been diagnosed and I've been fine so far. So, but uh, maybe it would make me focus. You never know. Um, but short things are easier, like writing a poem instead of thinking about writing a book or a, a long story way easier. Mm. Cause I'm like, okay, this is going to be done in about 10 minutes and then I can move on to something else. Sure. So maybe there, there is some of that, but I think if I took mm. the Adderall, I might become like a regular person. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either, but I also feel like it's, it's more like a legal meth. No, not illegal, but a legal legal things. So I'm a little, little skeptical on some of those things. Mm. Might not be for me. I got to stick with all natural. So did you have any favorite, uh, comedic like writers? Did you ever read like comedians books as a kid or anything like that? Uh, not as a kid. I think Tina Fey's, um, autobiography is good. I feel like I've um, read that actually. Yeah. It's really well written. Um, she's just hilarious already so it's just her style of yeah I w her and Amy are doing a tour Amy, her and Amy Poehler oh that would be really I good I'm gonna look into getting tickets yeah they're at the Paramount I think when, uh, when are they coming um, I don't know I would go to that for sure Nice. I went and saw, I've gone to a few comedy show, uh, com comedians tours. I went and saw, um, Brian Regan and also, um, surprisingly for me, cause I, uh, Kathy, uh, Kathy Griffith. Oh, no Griffin, nice. Kathy Griffin, Griffin. Yeah. So Griffith yeah. Griffin, whatever it's the same, but yeah. I went with uh, my ex-wife at the time and she was a big fan and I feel like the hour of her stuff was her talking about her relationship with Cher and hanging out with Cher. And it was funny hour mm. and a half, but I was like, maybe this was like interview material too. You got, you got like jokes and things like that too, but it was cool to see someone that I've only seen on TV. I used to watch her on the show. Suddenly Susan, 
she was like the second cast. I don't know if you saw that Brooke Shields and her. No. Uh -uh. It was the early 2000s, like sitcom era. So can laughter, all that kind of stuff. Um, But just seeing someone like David Spade is on tour. Adam Sandler came through Seattle, Portland. I would have loved to go. I think uh, your friend, your good friend, uh, Juan had gone to that one. He saw Adam Sandler Mm. um, and posted about it. I was like, man, that would be so cool. But a lot of these guys, it's it's a lot more achievable to uh, just watch a Netflix thing and see them. And you're like, well, I already got to see him do so many things, so do I want to pay way more? But I I kind of miss the days where it's like you couldn't do that. A lot of stuff wasn't available, and you had to go out to the show to really get that experience too. Because then mm. I would get a lot more in person stuff. Yeah. Imagine if you didn't couldn't just watch like all these people all the time. Same with musicians. Like if you couldn't, I remember uh, MTV when it was out, and you'd uh, my brother and I would sit there all day waiting for one music video we wanted to see, and it would come on once a day or twice. And you're like, oh, here sure. it is, but you're just watching stuff constantly, waiting for the right one to come on. And now you just type it into YouTube, and you can watch whatever you want at any time. Like everything's yeah. like instant, ready here, ready for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with so many people doing podcasts. Well, and they say if you're a comedian now, like if you don't have your own podcast, what are you doing? So we're doing it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but I'm not really a stand-up comic. But you wanted to do it. Yeah, neither of us. No. You you talked about it. You're like, and you have that app where you have that microphone that sits out and it's all an echoey room. That's like a stand-up. That's virtual stand-up comic. Sure. It's the whole thing is a joke, though. Well, I know that's what's great about on it. Instagram. Yeah, just it's why take social media seriously. Like to quote uh, Nick Lambert, who was on a long time ago. He's like, I just use my TikTok for like making fun of the fact that I'm on TikTok, or making mm. making like it's all like silly and ridiculous. So why not just like play it up and don't don't overthink yeah. it. Basically, too. But stand up on a stage is way different than like, I think I could do something where I plan a bit and then I have a can laughter button I push and I like say these things and do that and be like a virtual comic. That would be fine. But like getting on stages all the time and like trying to like have entertain a crowd and then have like a dead crowd, that would be brutal. Yeah. It's like a band getting booed off stage because the people want to hear someone else. You're like, oh shoot, am I even doing the right, am I doing the right career? Yeah. How how often do you think that happens with bands? That they get booed off off stage? I mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of famous bands that said when they were newer opening up for bigger acts, they were like, now you think it'd be ridiculous for someone to boo like Rage Against the Machine off stage or someone else. But these these people are like, We want White Snake or we want <laughs> that's a <laughs> the eighties band, but there's other references of other bands, but just the the crowd is like here for this person. And obviously if if the op- if the headliner picked the opener, they probably want them there. So like respecting is a lot better. But there's a lot of comedians that just aren't that funny too, you know. Or maybe it's just an off night, or they just don't connect. And so there's it's a brutal business. Like, did you see the comedian with Jerry Seinfeld the the movie? No. It's like a documentary, and the guy that opens for him for all these shows is super self deprecating and depressed. Like he only feels good when he's on stage and then he, if he does well, and then afterwards he's out, out there on the sidewalk. Cause they're just documentary crew filming him and he's just beating himself up. 
just like, like, oh, I sucked so bad tonight. He's like, what am I even doing? And this and that. And just like, you can tell he's having no joy and what he's, he's not enjoying the process, but he's like, it's like a tormented thing. He's like, I have to do it because I'm good at it, but I also don't enjoy this. You're like, why are you doing something you don't enjoy this much? Um, but Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld always seemed like, you know, he's the cool, cool guy at the top and he is never not enjoying himself. But this guy just seeing there's a lot of comics like that, that are like, or the, or that just gets really dirty. I like, I have a lot of respect for the comics that don't, don't go down the gutters. <laughs> they stay mm. a little highbrow, like, um, Jim Gaffigan, the guys that don't have to just like make the dirty raunchy jokes to get like a laugh basically like okay it takes it's hard it's a lot harder to be a clean comic and be funny than to be dirty because you can get a laugh from anyone if you do a dirty joke sure and that's where that's what you see less of now i was thinking about this with tv shows recently there's not a lot of shows that are like just feel good or teaching you a lesson and you actually are relaxed with there's a lot of like heightened senses going on the music's pounding. Mm. There's like stressful situations or stuff going on or the, even like uh, Seinfeld, the comedy stuff, there's, um, there's an air of uh, just like panic and chaos and stuff like that. The Andy Griffith show is like one of those wholesome shows from like the sixties or whatever, where it's literally like the sheriff in a small town and there's a small little like things they have to get through, but you learn something about life and it is like very relaxed and feels like feel good. So I would love to create something of that genre now, but somehow it's just all about like life is great. Somehow would be cool. Which is why I'm not a connoisseur of a lot of new shows. I don't think because most of the time I'm like, Oh, there's going to be people treating each other really poorly. Why am I, why am I wasting my time watching this? Cause it's going to make me think the world's a bad place. And then people will be like, well, the world is a bad place. And I'm like, well, I don't want to mm -hmm. think like that. Yeah. I know it's a bad place. The world's a bad place. Yeah. But, but like, is there good things in it at the same time with all the bad? I think you have to make yourself think there's good things. So there's not actually good things is what you're thinking. I don't know. I would say there's a lot of good people and there's a lot of good going on in the world. There's a lot of bad people and a lot of bad going on in the world, but like, not that not to ignore like when crime happens and stuff like that, but it's like you what you choose to dwell on and focus on becomes a reality for everyone, really. So like if they're like, man, life's unfair. Um, one thing my dad used to always say, which I'm sharing now because he would give his permission to share it if he if he was uh, if I asked him about it. But um, mm -hmm. he would always he'd always be like, I don't have a pot to piss in. <laughs> that was his go to phrase about being poor or just like stressed about bills or different stuff and he'd say it so much i mean like, i don't have a pot i was like dad if you keep saying you don't have a pot to piss in you will not have a pot <laughs> at all so like instead like maybe like talk some good things in instead of being upset about it. like the difference was i think and it's people deal with things differently so my friend's dad would um the difference is my dad, both, both our dads would cook for us because they were both single dads at the time or like my friend's dad was divorced. So he was like, he'd make us pasta burritos. It's a, it's a, um, you would, you, it's a, uh, what do you call that? A travesty or a, um, sacrilege. Cause you take a tortilla mm -hmm. 
you do alfredo fredo sauce a cold tortilla but the pasta's warm with alfredo sauce and vegetables and stuff and you'd wrap it up and you would eat the pasta inside a tortilla shell um so that's pasta burritos uh very they were good they tasted amazing it's all carbs Uh, incredible (laughs) with a ton of cheese and some like mixed vegetables thrown in fact i might i'm not hungry now because i said all that um salmonella chicken but otherwise i would have i would try it but it is it's definitely like carb carbo loading um but he would drop food on the floor mess something up he's like whoops and just like laugh about it and sure he had struggles in life and different things and things aren't always easy but he would just like laugh it off and i was like seeing the difference of the attitude and then my dad would just like start swearing if he dropped some food and get pissed and i was like mm, well he's going through something and he's going through something but the way they're going through it is very different hmm. and like their outlook is like just oh you know shrug your shoulders don't get stressed on stuff versus like everything is the end of the world so there's there's a balance to those there's probably a lot of people in the middle of those two things too sure but you learn from your you learn from your parents you learn from other people's parents and then i'm like i'll find myself if i drop food not being the oh whoops kind of attitude but it's i don't really i'm trying not to care as much about little things because it doesn't doesn't really matter in the big picture if I spill something or if I lose get my scooter stolen in Hawaii like happened two days ago. It's fine. <laughs> it's whatever. It's like it's just a possession. Oh, if someone breaks in, I'm like, all right, it's fine. It's just a car. Um, but at some point, you're like, you can't say it's fine forever because then you're you're gonna bottle it up and then you'll just be pissed eventually over something like you you break a shoelace as you're you're going down the street and you just like lose it or something. So mm-hmm. there's there's a balance to that too. It's figuring out what uh, everyone has a different boiling point. You don't want to get to that boiling point. Like if someone if someone um, offends you once and you shrug it off and you're like, okay, well I'm just gonna bury this deep down inside, <clears throat> and then they continue to offend you, mm-hmm. and you keep, I don't talk to them ever. You again. don't talk to them ever again. So you have a good, very healthy self boundary of not letting yourself be walked on period. Sure. But it still hurts. Yeah, of course. I don't know. I find myself um, like in this, in that scenario. um, And I feel like universally I am owed. Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't mean that um, I'll get what, I deserve in in, in the good you mean in the good like you're you're owed good things and you don't know if you'll get the good that you are Mm -hmm. owed from the from the exchanges of different things yeah yeah then that's a very different that's a that's I mean that's a very different outlook than like my uncle had my dad's brother um he would think like oh everything was someone else's fault something happened to me. He's like, Oh, they, mm. it's because of them doing this. that caused this to happen to me and not owning up to any of their own. So it's very different. And I, and I think you will get a lot what you're owed actually too, but it's, but sure. like, you don't, not, not everyone feels that all the time either. So it's figuring out. Mm. Yeah. How do you, how do you uh, shrug off the other stuff? Cause what I would do is I would uh, let people 
years ago, I'd do this. It would just let people push me around long enough where then I would snap for the smallest thing at some point. And it was a buildup of like eight, six months of messing with me. And then one little thing happens. And then they're like, wow, that was an overreaction. And really it's the, all the reactions put together of everything building up to that point. And then instead of just having these major, and I still, I, I captured an old band video this last, um, this last week of like our our party house days the the band house days and just like Mm -hmm. um like someone had like slapped me or something hit me and i chased it might have been naf i chased him around the room and hit him as hard as i could in his back and there was a mark on his back of my handprint i've done this so many times in my life because there's so many times i can remember and in the last year like uh one of our friends in hawaii was getting a little like hitting everyone joking around and then i went around and i i met my he has my handprint last year on his back so there's a theme of just like being like oh you want to mess with me you physically assault me i am you are gonna get i I, i've told people something i will hit you get you back tenfold if you Uh physically i was like before you start this just know it'll be at least double as much even more and so that's where i'm like Mm -hmm. i didn't need to hit him and leave a mark on his back but I was definitely hit a bunch of times and I was saying no. And then it continued. And then I was like, that's it. And then, yeah. and then it gets to that spot. Um, so that's one thing of like knowing watching that video. I was like, Hmm, here's a pattern. I've done this to a few people and left a handprint. Um, but it's not like they yeah. didn't deserve it in that moment, mm-hmm. but it's like, is that the best reaction is the question. And maybe, yeah. Maybe not. I mean, I shouldn't leave a handprint on someone's back, probably. And the fact that I did it last year and I did it 15 years ago, there's something uh-huh. there's some things to unpack in there, probably. Also. Sure. Yeah. My the thing I do is I I restrict people's access to me. So mm-hmm. like, if if you've like crossed me enough, like I you're done. Like, even if we um, communally are in the same area, like, yeah, mm-hmm. like we're just, I will address you if I need to, um, but that's it. Like, you don't get to know my personal life. Yeah. There's no small talk. I'm not interested in whatever you could you'll, say. You'll come across cold um, in the, yeah. those moments because you're just like, you know mm-hmm. what? This is just like an, an exchange with like... um with an acquaintance or something. Yeah. 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 That's, and that's, uh, that's probably, and that's, but you're not, um, you're, but you're also not looking at that, at that as like, you're angry or anything either. You're just like, this is just a a moot point at this point. Yeah. So like, it's not like you're, because some people like sit there and like act nice, but harbor a grudge or something. And that's not good for the mm-hmm. person harboring any, anytime someone has hatred towards someone else or anger, that's never good for the person harboring it anyway. So like, but you're mm-hmm. just like at a, in a way you're um, much evolved in the process because you've already figured out how to not care <laughs> and how to not be angry at them and just be like, this is this. And I've set a set of drawn a line in the sand. So they've crossed out. That's, that's it. Yeah. And I have other friends like that too. And they're like, I, there's a lot of friends they just don't see anymore because of, whatever they did at this one Mm -hmm. point or something not to say like people don't get forgiveness but like you don't want to be taken advantage of either 
Yeah. I, You're not going around putting handprints in people's backs. <laughs> yeah. I rewatched um, Jersey Shore a couple months ago. And Polly D has this thing similar where like um where like if there was an issue and uh the other person seemed like they crossed him or like tried to call him out or tried to just spin drama or whatever Mm -hmm. he'd be like uh, like when they would apologize he'd be like okay yeah um like we're good um, but from here on out, like you do your thing, I will do mine and that's it. And like, we're like, live your life. I, f- I hope you the best. I wish you the best, yeah. but that's, that's it. Like we're never, we don't need to, we don't need to do this. Yeah. 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 I never, Which, you know, was Jersey Shore with, uh, Pookie. Yeah. It's Pookie, right? Is that the name? No, uh. Snooky, <laughs> Snook, Pookie, Snooky. Oh, sorry, wrong name again. You're not doing the same thing you're doing. <laughs> you're doing. It's okay. Who's that? Who's that Pookie <laughs> yeah. girl? <laughs> yeah, Snooky. Yeah, I've I haven't seen much of it, but I I know like I know a picture of someone if I saw looking up the name. Yeah, yeah. The like grip it had on me in high school. It was like high school, and then I think some of college. I think. Did you watch Laguna um, Beach or The Hills? I did, yeah. I did see some of those. Watched both, yeah. And then you drive through those areas, and you're like, um, "So where's all these like hangouts and beaches?" I know the one main street is so busy, but like they all have houses in the hills and all these things, so it looks like a much bigger place. You drive through, and you're like, "Oh, that was Laguna Beach. It's gone. I'm already really. It's it's not like Highway One. It's not that big. Uh, there are some nice mm. beaches there, but like." Everything is like um, pricey to park. Uh, you you can't find places, so it's it's not like it's a crowded beach situation of any of them too. But seeing the show, you're like, oh man, that's the life right there. You got all these nice houses, views of the ocean. There's, some of the houses are literally on the ocean, so sure you got the mm-hmm. the beach back out there. But it's Highway One is beautiful, but it's just not for for them filming there. I'm like, man, these camera crews must have been everywhere during that time. And yeah. um, not to get not to get off the serious stuff, but why not a little bit too? But Heidi Montag and uh, Spencer, yeah. and uh-huh. that he he looked like a ventriloquist doll a little bit, um, had that that vibe. And I always thought like, man, this he totally could be like someone behind him with a puppet hand. And then she was like, they were like twenty one or twenty two or something like that, really young. And really she got young. A, a lot yeah. of plastic surgery at like twenty five maybe or something. And I was like, people were getting in this, like, it's cool to get it. So let me get all these things done. And she looks so mm-hmm. different within like three years or something. Like, yeah. like, oh, not unrecognizable, but so like not natural at the same time too. Mm. And I'm not even, I'm saying it as just like a factual statement. Cause some people will be like, don't judge people who get plastic surgery. So I'm not, <laughs> but, yeah. but it literally, it was like shocking. I was like, why you looked good before. And it's funny because a lot of people have insecurities and you look at their picture. You're like, you have an insecurity. And they're like, yeah, I don't like my, mm. I think even um, there's an actress who was saying they, they, Oh, it was a uh, Eva Mendez. So after we talked about Eva Mendez and Ryan Gosling a little bit, my phone heard me and 
pulled up an Eva Mendez story about her saying her least, her uh, most vulnerable attribute on her face that she didn't like to show. And you're like, what's wrong? <laughs> what's wrong with her face? But everyone's yeah. got something like, well, I have this little dimple here and Perfectly it drives chiseled. me nuts or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I have these triple chins and it's just, <laughs> that's, that's my thing. I was like, my, my, I have no like line going out. I want a line, but it's fine. Um, but, it, but to like, yeah, to be like what people would call quote unquote perfect. No one thinks they're perfect. Yeah. Even, uh, what's her name? Ariana Grande has that song. Um, it's like, I want to love me the way that you love me or what's the song point of view. I, I'd love to see me from your point of view because they mm -hmm. don't can think of themselves as high uh, as um, they don't think of themselves with high self-esteem. Maybe I can't even <laughs> say it right. They can't even, uh, they can't yeah. even think of themselves with, with high self-esteem. We're like, Hey, how do you see me? Um, but then also at the same time, that song sounds egotistical. That's like to you into me. Into my, I'd into love to see me. See. me. I'd love to see me yeah. from your point of view. And you're like, how about you'd love to see them <laughs> in a different light? You're like, it's all about me still, but it's mm. still like it had a point to it. That was kind of interesting. You're like, Oh, cause maybe this person is insecure on whatever. And, and then someone else like, how do you, what, what do you like? And then that's what that's, you know, have you heard that song? No, it's really good. I mean, honestly, I feel like out of all the pop singers, newer ones, Ariana Grande might be my favorite. I have a um, a pop hits list. Everyone has one song, but not Ariana Grande. She has a whole playlist. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. So the others are like, there's a hit song. There's a hit song. Katy Perry, Teenage Dream was so catchy. You have like um, uh, Zed and uh, the Haley from, um, man, why can't I think of all these band names right now? Um, they have that song. Um, come on, Haley red-haired singer williams Haley williams paramore what's what's oh paramore paramore from paramore so that one song are you gonna stay the night super catchy song um i should i'm gonna pull up my pops list and just read these off the first one's really embarrassing okay pop hits okay i just heard these i saw an interview with this girl i was like this is a good song ready or not bridget mendler it's super cheesy and then Crash Your Party by Carmen. Teenage Dream, Katy Perry. Stay the Night, Zed, Haley Williams. Nick, uh, super Bass, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's such a good song. Boom, ba-doom, boom, boom, ba-doom. <laughs> super Bass. <laughs> um, Boot Up, Ellie Mae. That song's great. But it was like, I didn't realize it was like B-O-O, -O, apostrophe D, Boot Up. Um, uh. I thought it was like Boot Up boot but it's like you got me boot up boot up um and then yeah. say so doja cat <laughs> yeah um 17 by mk and then i'm gonna okay. take this one off but i don't like say it anyways kiss me more by doja cat and skizza <laughs> or s-c-z-a i don't know how to say it um so that one's going away um Cause it's just, I don't like it that much. It was just another one that was popular at the time, but then the Ariana Grande album or list is like all these great songs uh, in my opinion. But anyway, it's like 10, 12 songs. And that one's like my, 
probably listen to on the plane tomorrow. Chill out, <laughs> quiet songs. I, uh, I like two songs of hers a lot. I like uh, Into You, So Into You. That's a great song, yeah. Um, and I like... Um, it almost has like an EDM fill for a second. Playlist. Here we go. Um, I have Honeymoon Avenue, Dangerous Woman, Be All Right, Into You, Side by Side with Nicki Minaj, uh, Greedy, I Don't Care. That one's like a beautiful song, just like vocal trills all over. No, I mean, it's, it's insane. I was like, how is someone <laughs> singing all these? It's but like, I it's love a that soft, that you soft love quiet it. song. Yeah. Touch, touch <laughs> yeah. it. Touch it's a great song. Bad idea. Breathing. Breathing's good. Not breathing. It's explicit too, apparently. Breathing. POV. That's what that one was. I love to see you from your, love to see me from your point of view. Um, God is a woman. Moonlight. I might not have that one. Dang. Okay. Let me look it up. Indy, you had like, well, Indy, you picks up like that too, though, a little bit. It's not that one, though. Okay. She's got, I mean, she has a new album out, too. I haven't heard yet. And there's enough, there's, like, songs that are too, like, the one that's, like, uh, Positions, I'm like, okay, I know the other songs were also about sex, but you've just, like, it's it's sometimes too blatant. It's nice to have a little, like, mystery to the whole thing. It's like a nude beach. It... It's too much. It's break free. Oh, I do love that song. I don't have one on my list. I should add that once I can figure out where my list went on, on my computer. I think it's this. Hold on. This, this is. Dun, 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 yeah. Yeah. She's got such a cool voice, though. So good. Yeah. Um, Fun fact. She is cast as um, Galinda in Wicked. What? The movie. Really? There, wait, there's a movie and coming out? Okay. Beelzebub is Beel uh, Cynthia Rebo. Beelzebub. <laughs> Beelzebub is Satan. It's, I know. Hold on. It's uh, uh, El Elzeba, Elzeba, or Alphaba. Alphaba. Yeah. Alphaba's yeah. the good one, right? No, Alphaba's the bad one. So Arnie Grande is the good one. Yeah. Well, okay. but are they? It's hard to Is say. Is that who they really are? I mean, I've seen Wicked the play. It was amazing. Yeah, I haven't seen it. You seen you it. need to see it. Defying Gravity yeah, is still one of I the know. best. Um and then uh who's uh James Corden? No, no. <laughs> who's he in it? Absolutely not. <laughs> He's her but, sidekick. So the the movie's going to stop. The movie's going to be split into two movies. Uh, they're going to release it in 2025 and 2030. Give us a five no, year. No, this wait. year and then next year. Oh, okay, that's cool. I think, yeah. I hate when a sequel. Um, they did this with Mission Impossible. The sequel's now two thousand twenty-five. Uh, I think because they're still shooting some stuff. But I'm like, you gave it to us like beginning because Tom Cruise hasn't figured summer. out how to jump out of a spaceship into the Earth. That's the next one. Yeah, the they're Earth's atmosphere. Then after that, yeah. I don't, where else do you go? But no, it's going to be great. Go? But I mean, why give? Why wait a whole other year? We're ready now. This summer, mm -hmm. they should do it. They're not going to. But well, that'll that'll be I've, cool, though. Yeah, I've been um, really addicted. Going back to Wicked, I've been really addicted to this song. Uh, so in um, in the musical, there's a song called "Popular," and it's performed by Glinda, and mm -hmm. it's the part of the play where so alphabet's the green 
Um, she's a green the Wicked Witch girl, of the West. Yeah, who turns into the Wicked Witch of the West. Um, but it's like, it's the prequel of it. So it's the two witches getting to know each other at college. Hmm. Um, and uh, popular is sung by Glinda when she's like, I know you're the outcast, but if you just listen to what I tell you, um, you'll be popular. But um, there's this group called... Uh, 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 <laughs> called, uh, oh, what am I doing? Hold Just on. keep building. Um, called Third Reprise, and they do a uh, they do a version of it that's like uh, the Doobie Brothers meets Michael Jackson meets Elton John. I'm gonna play a few okay. seconds of it. Okay. Oh, that is a good description. That's a great yeah, description. It's good. Wait, that's yeah. not from Wicked, is it? The song is, yeah. Oh, but that's they're popular. okay, but they're they're doing a version of it. I was like, I don't remember that sound yeah. in the play. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Does sound. Uh, what'd you say? Doobie lot. Brothers, Elton John, and who? Michael Jackson. Hmm. Well, because I mean. You're going to be like, wow, that was perfect. It's because there's like melodies that they pull from those three artists. Oh, um, in there. In there. But yeah. it, it sounds but it's like, like that perfectly style. blended. The, the piano hits yeah. were Elton John for sure. Yeah. I actually um, mm-hmm. have seen a few videos with him like at award shows recently or just performing with people. He's just so classy. So classic. Uh, well, because it's his final tour. It was, I thought his final tour his was like a year tour? ago. His goodbye tour? Unless the goodbye tour continued. Um, but just like, I think, what I think with some of these artists, when they say they're doing their goodbye tour, like touring is brutal. It takes a lot out of you. And you're going around the whole country. I don't think they're never going to perform again. I think they'll probably do some performances somewhere or TV shows or yeah. like a concert in New, York, just... New York City. But they're not going to be like on the road for six months touring they may do well i think they may do like small sets they won't do a full hour and a half concert anymore yeah it's like it's okay i've done this how many times you have dvds you have all this stuff like maybe i want to do some other things and i'll still play a show sometime or like one concert somewhere because there's still bands that'll like do a live performance somewhere but or reunion stuff a lot of bands break up then like it's our 25th anniversary of this album here we go heading out uh, look this up. Is um, is not the boss? What's his name? Billy Joel, older than Elton John, or the reverse of that? Elton John's Billy older. Joel has a residency at the at Madison Square Garden, right? Really? Where he did. Yeah. Well, residencies usually are for a certain amount of time, right? It's not not too long. Like the Vegas residency for you too right now is like extended a month. It was supposed to be three months, four months. Beyonce had one for a little while. Um, oh, okay. Here's the way to tell it. Billy Joel age, not versus because versus doesn't work. 74 Elton John age. 76. So very similar. And then um, Carl Withers just passed away a couple days ago at 76. 
Remember oh, Carl Withers for, I mean, he did so many I things, do. but yeah. I mean, besides doing I, the, his, my role that I remember most is arrested development as mm. playing himself as like a washed up actor who's offering acting lessons to Tobias. And then the clip that everyone posted around that time was him like trying to explain to Tobias. That's when you have a really good stew. He's like talking about, he's like, Oh, but then the catering comes and then you get the leftovers and you take it home and you make a really good stew. And then Carl, and then, uh, Tobias is like, I think I want my money back because <laughs> he's not getting acting lessons. He's just talking about cooking and he's so excited, but it's, or even, um, happy Gilmore, you know, he was Chubbs in that one alligator bit his hand off. So good. But just, those are his like minor roles compared to the big ones he did before that stuff. But 76, so Elton John, 76, um, a lot of these guys, it's crazy, uh, from the eighties. Even I saw um, Huey Lewis, not the news, but just Huey Lewis in an interview thing. There's a new Netflix documentary about like, uh, it just came out like the epic parties of the celebrities in the like 80s and 90s and stuff. Um, and it's okay. talking about this big award show and everyone was there. I think it was in the 80s. But you see Huey Lewis now being interviewed. I was like, oh, he looks so old. And all these guys are, they're in there because he is. Um but they're in their 70s and stuff. And you're like, yeah, we're not going to have all these people for a long, long time now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like Elton John will be around in some of these some of these people. Makes me makes me appreciate living in the same era as them performing and doing stuff. Sure. Like in the Elton John movie, he uh, did you see that movie? The biopic? Mm-hmm. He plays the troubadour and does like crocodile rock, I think. Or one of those and he's like standing on the piano or standing at the piano and then going to the troubadour and, and doing photos for friends a while ago and then seeing that after i was like we were standing in the same place as elton john and all these these cool things um so i there's uh, we were probably standing all the time in a lot of places a lot of cool people have stood mm-hmm. so those are the small things that made me excited that probably are not that exciting but it does seem cool to be um going to say the same places that some famous people that you idolize are and brian wilson's wife passed away mm. a couple of days ago and she was like 76 or 75 oh. or something but i was like uh-oh <laughs> for my being a fan of brian wilson and knowing how much his wife does mm-hmm. or has done i'm like this may not fare too well for brian wilson fans uh for performance uh, again or anything like that because she was like really the source of a lot of stuff for for him too um so i just saw it the other day and then even elizabeth banks who played her in that brian wilson in that uh, biopic movie was like uh, saying we used to go here and do this with her she was so they would like do hangouts all the time and stuff after she played her in the uh-huh. movie so just seeing that's kind of cool so makes you appreciate um as a couple people are not with us but the rest still are so I would love to see some of them live still. Yeah. Or just be fans of other people. Oh, so don't be, yeah. <laughs> don't be fans of the ones that you like now. Cause there's a chance they're not going to, they're going to let you down. So pick a new yeah. younger th- person to be a fan of. Learn the lesson now. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to still be fans of the old stuff and there's always new ones. I mean, I'm an Ariana Grande fan. True. Tried and true. Uh, do I plan on meeting her and telling her how cool she is? Probably not. Probably not. Just going to listen to the music. So uh, promise me this. 
before uh, we'll, we'll wind this podcast down, but promise me this. If Brian Wilson comes back to Seattle, we'll buy backstage passes. We'll pay the extra to get to meet him and take a picture. You don't have to promise me that. That's hard. Is that hard? I, I, wa- I would, I want to do it for you because I know how much he means to you. But you don't want to see it. <laughs> you don't want to see it. Maybe. I do. I just don't. It becomes like an ethical thing to me of mm-hmm. like, I don't want it to be like they I don't want it to be disrespectful like I don't want him to be out there mm-hmm. um, and making him look for bad the because sake... he shouldn't be yeah like yeah. let's you okay. know he is what if, what if he doesn't do a performance he just does a meet and greet tour where he goes around you can take pictures with him and say hi and he doesn't have to get on stage because he's maybe not performing up to par a book signing, a Brian Wilson book signing. A book signing done. Album signing, yes. Okay, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. If he does done. another album and he does an album signing one, done. Because he's not going to do a second biography. He already wrote it. Right. Um, but he could do like the second half. Like here's now because I wrote up to this point. Biography part two. I still mm-hmm. am Brian Wilson because I'm Brian Wilson. I still haven't finished that book. Actually, I still have it. I should probably finish it. I know on the trip. I haven't finished it either. It's good. It's really good. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, just uh, thinking of him this week. Um, I didn't know Carl Withers or any of them really that much, but I feel more connected to Brian Wilson's family, knowing more of the history on that. Mm-hmm. So uh, he still has a lot of people around him. But I was like, man, that is a that is a big blow losing the uh, the person that kept you going. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure losing a spouse that you loved. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they were together since the, in the 90s, late 80s, something like that. Yeah, yeah something like that. 30 years. Yeah, crazy. So, um, but we're going to end on a positive note. Um, listen to Good Vibrations if, if you want to feel really good. And listen to Ariana Grande's POV <laughs> song. Mm. Love to see me from your point of view. Because it's egotistical, but also feels like she cares about uh, and is insecure and wants to feel better about herself. So I like that perspective. Nice. And here's a random uh, fact for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent 30 minutes looking at lift kits for cars. So that's that. Lift kits? All right. So thank you for No, no, hold us. on. You can't stop there. <laughs> I guess yeah, you can. What's up? Lift kits for cars. Yeah. What kind of car? Uh, for a Subaru Outback. I see where you're going with that. You don't like how low it sits. You want it to feel more like a Subaru Forester. A little bit. Yeah. Well, then, so the new Outbacks are sit a little taller. Yes. Yeah. Than previous generations of Outbacks. Um, and there is an Outback that I am looking at that is one of those models that sits a little lower. Um. Mm. And like you want to bring a little, sedan bring it height. up a little bit. Yeah. I think so. But then it's like, I haven't fully read everything. Um, so like, it's not just about getting the, um, oh gosh, they're these, I forget what they're actually called. Uh, but they're like two inch welded pieces that mm. you connect to the vehicle and then connect to your, um, 
what do you call those arms? The um, you talking about the shocks that connect to your uh, wheel well, the like, so so that your tire can go onto it. Oh do you know yeah, what I'm talking about? you're talking it's about like, the um, axle, probably. Yes. The well, thing I broke. I thought axles run ago. left to right. This is they up do. and down. Piston. No, it's yeah. in the engine. This is why we're not mechanics. <laughs> it's the piston. Connect it to the yeah. piston and your truck's lifted. No. I think it's an arm. Like the arm brace. Okay. It's arm. Let's not look it up, though. Mechanics are It's like CV right arm. Now. CV joint. CV. I've heard of CV joints. Okay. Maybe. It's yeah. CV something. Okay. Um. And so there's that, but then other people are saying, or other people have like, it's not just that two inch gap that you're, that piece that you're adding. You also need to add, uh, like, because there's a height difference Mm -hmm. down at the bottom, like on the backside of where, um, the, you know, that flat piece where like your brakes go on, um, yeah there's these little braces behind it that you all that you also may need to buy like this different connecting piece because mm-hmm. now it sits further away um oh from where so it's it a was. whole thing if you do it you gotta a whole do a thing. few other things yeah yeah but it looks pretty straightforward not that i would do it i would take it somewhere yeah have it done to do it yeah yeah um but then you'd feel good about good about, and you have more space than uh forrester had has no it'd probably sit around the same height i think no no i mean like um internal space oh you get more uh, you get more yeah. room in those it's they're longer but not as much height in the right yeah yeah so you'd be lifted and gifted yeah sammy mm-hmm. would have a small a shorter ceiling making her feel bigger so it's all it's a win-win yeah yeah but we'll see well, it's going to be cool either way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even if you can get it and still add that later, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah, I didn't we'll do see. anything like big mechanical today except change out all my uh, my um, uh, brake lights. Screws. The loose screws. I put to change out the loose screws and put them, tightened them down. Um, <laughs> no, I I had like, I've, I realized, I think I've had my right taillight in my truck out for a long time. Cause it's been flashing wow. when I go everywhere. And I think oh. just cause I'm in the truck and I have the, the t- trailer hitch behind, no one's honked at me. <laughs> but if I was like mm. merging into lanes randomly, I always waited <clears throat> till there was room. Um, but like I was getting some, uh, Pagliacci's today and Jerry was like, uh, your right turn signal or your brake light isn't on, isn't coming on. And that's why I think it was flashing quick. Or it has been. So I, I think there's also LED lights at the front now. So it's flashing weird. But I went to like AutoZone in Kirkland and got like all new bulbs. And I went to take it apart. And the thing fell apart as I was like changing. Didn't fall apart. But like the little rubber edging around the plastic of the oh, cover yeah. is so old. It just kind of like just came brittle, It just... didn't break. It just fell out like a noodle. And I had to like figure out how to put it back together and then i put it all back together and there was this random plastic piece sitting out and i was like where did this come from and i thought it fit into the side of the truck so i had to open the other light which i was going to change the bulb anyway to do them at the same time and it's where the um reverse reverse light would go you have this little housing over the white light so it doesn't yeah so it doesn't show into the other lights (laughs) 
And so I had to put it into the, I had to unscrew it again, put it in the light. And I, I guess I had pulled in a little angle into the parking spot, which I do because the truck's bigger and I'm used to driving the car. And this guy pulled up in this uh, tinted window, like nicer sedan and kind of like shook his head at me for a moment. And then I just nodded or waved and then backed out. Cause he realized he's like, he's looking at like how close to the line I am there. And he was like shaking his head uh-huh. at me, I think. And I was like, whatever dude there's so many parking spots right behind me here i'm right in front of AutoZone trying to change a light out so but it took me like 25 minutes to unscrew the two sides and do it i'm like i am not a mechanic someone would be like what is taking you so long you just do this and this um now it works and i felt better i was like i'm not going to drive all the way home i kept being nervous of like going taking right turns i'm like i don't want anyone to think Mm -hmm. i'm just like someone just cruising across four lanes and not caring you know, so right, but yeah. you normally do that, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, but um, I do that with the blinker yeah. on, too, and the Fiat's a <laughs> yeah. lot less intimidating. People let you in; you can crew jump across lanes pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was my afternoon, and then it was like almost four, and I was like, "Well, got to get this chicken and get home." So that was my whole day, whole day, <laughs> just yeah. spent. I took like a twenty-minute nap. Uh, it was maybe like thirty, forty minutes. That's that's nice. what I wanted to do. I wanted to come home about one thirty-two, uh, re- and instead I rearranged a bunch of furniture at work, which I'll tell you about after this. Um, and then did a oh, wow. did a few things, and then headed out at like three something from down there. I was like, "Holy cow!" Um, half the day gone. So I still have to pack and do all that stuff tonight, and do that. So. Yeah. I'm gonna do it but going to hawaii tomorrow so when this comes out i'll be in the in the in the islands as they say the islands 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 mon it's more like uh jamaica but it'll be good yeah, it'll be great uh, and i'll do when i post this and share about it i'll do it from a beach share about the post it'll be great nice um and then we'll put you on the fake background and you can be on a beach when you share about it come up here to the studio put you on a, on a background yeah. Yeah. Or go to a local beach, maybe. Yeah. Or rocky Washington beaches. Yeah. Yeah. Or a sand one. Yeah. There's there's a few good ones. So, but with that in mind, I should probably start packing. And uh, thank you guys for joining us for episode 135 of Shooting Debris. Bye. Bye.